Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. We chose audio as our platform because just like reading a book, you get to imagine all the details exactly as you like them. You can even imagine yourself in the story. Also with audio, we can add lots of immersive details. For example, a knock at the door. A passing car. It's these details that make the experience feel like it's happening around you, not just on a screen. So come check it out. You can listen to some fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTOIT at the checkout to get 25% off a paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey there, friends. It is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Something that a lot of us kinksters struggle with, and myself included, is shame. One of the very common reasons for this shame is because our kinks or our sexual desires seem to be in direct opposition with our personal values. So, for example, if you are someone who values equality or if you identify as a feminist, you might find the idea of a dominant submissive relationship really uncomfortable, even if the idea of this relationship turns you on. Um, Another example is, and this is a question that I get asked a lot, um, usually from men, asking me, why would someone be into being degraded? And often when they ask this, they feel the need to let me know that they are someone who would never want to degrade a woman, Um, which is great. But obviously they are feeling quite uncomfortable or triggered by the morality of this kind of kink. What does it mean if you do want to degrade someone or if you do want to be degraded? And these are all really valid questions to be asking. They're questions that you need to be able to answer for yourself in order to be able to accept and embrace your kinky side. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I hope you find some value in this episode. Before I jump into this topic, I wanted to do a couple of quick announcements. First of all, um, I'm really excited to share this with you guys. I've actually booked some interviews uh, over the next couple of weeks with some amazing FetLifers from different corners of the world. This is a big step forward for the podcast. It's something that I've always envisioned of where I wanted this podcast to go. And that is to be able to have these conversations, these in-depth conversations with kinksters from all over the world. There is a wealth of knowledge on platforms like FetLife um, with people who've been practicing kink for decades. And 
I know they have so many rich and amazing, inspiring stories to tell us. So not only will this be good for the podcast, be good for you guys. Also, it'll be good for me and my journey and and what I'm learning. So of course, I'm still going to do episodes like this where it's just me and you, but definitely planning on having some exciting guests on this show over the next, um, well, over next year, 2024. Secondly, and you guys know I'm going to say it because I, I say it every time. Um, I just noticed I went on Spotify before and checked this podcast has a 3.9 star rating at the moment. 3.9. Um, so my guess is it might only take one or two of you to hit the, the five star button. Give me a five star review and to, to knock that over into at least four stars. Four stars sounds way better than 3.9, right? If you're not listening on Spotify, whatever list, whatever platform you're listening on, if you could give me a rating or a review or both, I would be extremely grateful. That really helps a podcast like this grow. All right, so let's jump into today's episode. Lately, I've been reading about a, he's a renowned psychiatrist, I think he's Swedish, um, called Carl Jung. And Carl Jung is from uh, the same era as... Freud, who you may or may not have heard of, Um, but he also, like Freud, had some really interesting ideas that are still relevant to psychology today. And one of the the ideas that Carl Jung is most famous for is his idea of the shadow. So I'll do my best to explain what the shadow means. Basically, human beings, from the moment we're born, we are incredibly dependent dependent on our caregivers and our community. When you, if you think of a human baby, they're, they're really not capable of doing much at all, right? We can't even stand up straight, let alone hunt and gather food, right? So we're really dependent on our caregivers. Um, and this dependence continues throughout our lives. We need to become a part of our community in order to have access to food and protection and um have the opportunity to have children and all of the rest of it. It's really important. Humans as a species are very communal, which means from the moment that we're born, we are learning how to fit in. We're learning how to be accepted within this community. And that means we have to pay careful attention to the way we behave, the way we speak and act, and even to our own thoughts and feelings. We're learning what parts of us are acceptable and what parts of us are not, okay? Now, the consequence of that is during this process of learning what is acceptable, we are also rejecting parts of ourselves that we deem unacceptable. And these parts of us become suppressed into our subconscious. So they don't leave us, we don't delete them or get rid of them. They just get pushed down and locked up in a tiny little box in the middle of our subconscious mind where we're like, shh, we don't talk about that part. (laughs) So this is what Carl Jung is referring to as the shadow. It's this unacceptable part of us that's been repressed. The problem with suppressing our shadow is that it is in fact part of us. And the more we try and squish it down and ignore it, it it can start to fester and build and build until it needs to come out somewhere. And often the place it comes out is in our sexual fantasies. 
So this is just one explanation as to why sometimes our fantasies are kind of fucked up because they come from the parts of ourselves that we don't accept. As an example of this, um, I can look at my, my own experience and my own kinks. So one of my biggest personal values is autonomy, the, having the ability to choose your own way and make your own decisions. Um, ever since I was a little girl, it was very apparent that I was never going to join the army or be a police officer um, because I hated receiving orders and I always wanted to question them. I would question my teachers and my parents and all of that. Um, I was quite argumentative. But this has become part of who I am, right? I really value um, having my own voice. Hence, this podcast <laughs> is probably a good example of that. Um, yet when it comes to what I like in the bedroom, one of my most common sexual fantasies is about being kept as a sex slave against my will. So um, a big part of this fantasy is having a collar and a cage and having a master that is giving me orders and forcing me to do stuff against my will. That is super, super hot for me. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Gorian slave positions. Basically, these are uh, commands that a master can use and the, the submissive or the slave knows what uh, position that command correlates with. So she or he will change their body position as the master calls a command. And this is something I love, right? It It's super hot and super fun. I do it with Slade quite a bit. For example, he might call table. And I know that means hands and knees. Um, often if he's in bed, I'll like hands and knees over the over his lap so he can give me a good spanking um, or doll is another one. And that means to be like laying on your back with your legs apart, kind of like a sex doll position. Now, I love this dynamic. I love this game. It's really hot for me. It really turns me on. Um, but it is incomplete. It's the complete opposite to what I value in my day-to-day -day life, right? I hate being told what to do, hate being given orders, and I really value having autonomy. So you can see how what turns us on is often very different to our personal values or our core beliefs, right? Another example is uh, my partner Slade. He is the most caring, warm, gentle, beautiful human being on the planet. Um, when I first met him, he used to foster kittens for the RSPCA. Um, just an FYI, that is an excellent way to pick up chicks. I think uh, on our first date, he invited me back to his place to come and play with a bunch of kittens. I mean, who, how can you say no to that? <laughs> Another good example of his personality is he's such a good Samaritan. It's actually annoying sometimes. <laughs> um, but... A little while ago, we were we were driving along the road near the beach, and there was an umbrella on the road. It had been caught in the wind, and it was sort of bouncing along the along the road. And Slade was like, "Oh, I've got to stop. Um, that could be dangerous." Personally, I would have been like, "Nope, didn't hit me. I'm going to keep driving." Um, but not for Slade. So he has to stop the car, get out, go chase this umbrella down the highway, and call it karma. But in that moment where he grabbed the umbrella, I could see these two 
gorgeous 20-something-year-old girls in their bikinis running up the beach over to Slade and, oh, thank you so much for, you know, that's our umbrella. Um, It was chasing us or whatever, like giggling and very grateful. And I I just cracked up. I was sitting in the car going, oh, all right, that was worth it. (laughs) Anyway, my point is this is what Slade is like. He's an absolute sweetheart. But Slade is also... A sadist. He has this sadistic side to him um, that comes out in the bedroom. He enjoys inflicting pain on people, consensually, of course. Um, but I remember being at a kink party and there was a, an opportunity to put staples in someone uh, with a medical grade stapler. And I, Slade's eyes lit up. He was like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. Um, so he loves it. He loves inflicting pain on people. But this is a side of him that he didn't even realise existed until we started playing in kink. And no one that knows him outside of this world would ever suspect that he would enjoy this kind of thing because it is so inconsistent with his personality and his personal values, right? You're starting to see where I'm going with this? So what I'm describing here in these examples is this dark side of our personalities, what Carl Jung would describe as the shadow. These are the parts of us that we reject because they're not consistent with our values and who we want to be as human beings. Um, So we suppress these urges and keep them locked deep in our subconscious. Now, there is a point where this shadow self can actually become quite dangerous. Because it's in our subconscious, we don't have conscious control over it. And if we do continue to reject parts of ourselves, to to suppress these parts of ourselves and push them away deep down into our subconscious mind, they have a tendency to fester and start to build and build until they become something explosive. And this is when you see people have sudden outbursts of rage or violence where they've been holding something in for so long And all of a sudden it comes out, it explodes, seemingly out of nowhere. Now, the cool thing about kink is that it creates an opportunity for us to let a bit of our shadow out to play for a bit in a safe and controlled environment. If you think about a a kink scene, it is um, a scene with a consenting partner. You've got an idea of the boundaries of the play Um, And then you get to embody this part of yourself, this rejected part of yourself, this dark side. Um, You get to embody that and let it out, let it out to play in a way that's super positive. Now, our shadow self mightn't be appropriate for how we behave at work or at a family dinner, but in the bedroom, that shit can be really fun, right? It doesn't have to be something that we're afraid of. Now, reading up on all this stuff really got me thinking about if I had continued to reject or suppress my submissive self um, or my desire to be flogged or forced by a male partner or a dominant partner. Those desires in me are extremely strong, but if I had continued to suppress them, would they have come out in other areas of my life? 
if I wasn't aware of them and they're not in my conscious awareness, remember, maybe I would have ended up seeking out a physically violent partner or maybe I would have accepted a much more submissive role in my relationship rather than one that's quite equal. I don't know. What I do know is that in learning to accept and understand this side of myself, I have a lot more control over it. I get to decide when and where my submissive personality comes out and who that comes out with. So I only, only people that I trust get to see submissive Harley, all right? Um, and I also get to decide when I'm going to step into my boss lady boots and be a badass and take charge of my life and make decisions for myself. I get to be both of these things. The last point that I want to make in this episode is you don't get to choose what turns you on. Unfortunately, we don't get to just go down to the kink store and be like, yep, I want to be into butt plugs. That's going to be my thing. (laughs) Unfortunately, we do not have a choice. Our desires are part of us. Whether you choose to act on them or how much you want to act on them is completely up to you. But you don't get to choose what they are. Now, I don't think I would have chosen to be into CNC, but now that I've accepted that part of myself and I know how much fucking fun it can be, I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, for some of you, you mightn't be this far along your journey. You might hold a lot of shame around your kinks and desires, or they might feel weird or uncomfortable or even fucking scary. But if you are feeling that way, It's really important that you remember that just because the thought of these things, whatever it is, just because of the thought of it turns you on, does not mean that you want that in real life. If you're into age play, that does not make you a pedophile. If you're into CNC, that does not mean you want to rape someone or that you want to be raped. If you're into being called fuck meat or a a sissy, that does not make you fuck meat or a sissy in real life. You see where I'm going with this? Your kinks do not define your values or who you are as a person. I do have another story that I was going to share with you guys on this topic um, that happened to me yesterday where I actually felt quite a bit of shame around my kinks. Um, But that one might be a little bit too personal or too heavy for this podcast. I do want to keep it fairly light on this platform, but if you are interested in this topic and want to go further down the rabbit hole with me, um, I will record a backstage video where I'll share that story and you can watch that video on my website for free. Just head over to harleyrabbit.com forward slash backstage. I hope what we've talked about in today's episode has helped you feel a little bit less afraid of your desires, less ashamed of them. um, So you don't feel that need to reject them or suppress them so much. And instead you can approach them with some curiosity. But if that isn't for you, then suppressing and rejecting your desires can work too. I mean, Catholic priests have been doing it for centuries and they haven't had any problems. So on that note, I hope you found some value in today's episode. Till next time, play safe, have fun. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.